Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com hill varsity club is opening in omaha this may and is hiring for all hospitality positions do you love elevated food exciting events and having fun at work join our team by applying today at hillvarsityclub.com hill varsity club will feature a next level mix of classic sports bar favorites and contemporary creations with indoor and outdoor seating and memorable live events like live music and sports watch parties We can't wait to grab a burger and a beer HVC this May. Apply for all front or back of house positions now at HailVarsityClub.com. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food and fitness come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast about food and fitness. I'm Sadie. I'm Sasha. And today we are brought to you live in HD via our YouTube channel, Meathead Test Kitchen, youtube.com slash Meathead Test Kitchen. Is that what it is? <laughs> I don't even know. Do, they, do we use yes. URLs anymore? Or is it all just Something like that. And if you can't find it, you can always search for it. Yeah. So if you've ever wanted to actually see what two people look like when they're doing a podcast, now you can know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aren't you guys lucky? (laughs) Right? Uh, Today we're going to do a mailbag episode because it's been a hot minute since we've done one of those. We're on what, like our 31st? This will be our 31st episode? Yes. Holy shit. I know. It's been a lot. Half a year. I know. It's crazy. It's wild. It's crazy. What a wild ride. (laughs) Insanity. Thanks, 2020. Yeah. Um, So it's been a minute since we've done a mailbag. We've got a couple questions that have been sitting in the email waiting for a mailbag episode. So we're going to answer those. We also had quite a few video DMs from our Instagram come in, and we will be hitting those as well. Yes, we appreciate that. Yeah. I was like, please send us your questions. And I love doing these just because I can't. You know, we can't read your mind. Yeah. We'd like to know what you guys are wanting to know about. So, I mean, Um, I'm pretty good at figuring out what people want, but (laughs) still. So uh, if we didn't get to your question today, if we don't end up getting to your question today, we will email you back. And if you have a question after today's show, always feel free to email us. Hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com. You can DM us on any of our social media. We've got Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Instagram. TikTok. We kind of have a TikTok. Yeah. I mean, it's there. I still don't know how to use it. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old there. and I don't there. know how to use TikTok. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Turning 30 is bullshit, apparently, and nobody uh, told me about it until me. now. I will be 37 this year, so <sighs> shut it. Shut. See, that's the shut funny thing. Mouth. It's like, I think 33 is the worst, and everyone's like, bitch, please. Right? Like, no. Last year, my husband turned 40. He's like, I don't want to fucking hear Right. He's like, be <laughs> quiet. <laughs> Woman, no more of this. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. Our first question. 
Hi, Sadie and Sasha. I'm wondering what your thoughts are about stretching before cardio activity like running or cycling. My husband and I have been in a debate whether it is better if one stretch before or after running. Um, I'm not going to try to be Switzerland on purpose because I don't want to not, you know, pick a side. I like picking a side, but on this one, I'm not going to pick a side. It's both. Um, you greatly benefit from stretching both before and after you run. Mm -hmm. Um, two different types of stretching though. So like before you start, you want to do dynamic stretches, which is any stretch where you're moving. Um, and that's going to help get your heart rate going, but it's also going to ease your body into that work it's about to do. You're going to bring your muscles up to temp while you're getting your heart rate up, while your metabolism is getting going and all of that jazz. You need all of that, especially if you're going to go hit like a five, six mile run. I say, yeah, if you're going for distance, I definitely like a hundred percent recommend stretching before you run. So you want to do dynamic movements, which will be stuff like side lunges, Mm -hmm. zero weight, single leg deadlifts, straight leg lateral swings, bent knee lateral leg swings. Those are movements I do before I lift every day. Like leg swings are a must. Get those hip flexors warm. Make sure they're ready to go. You also could do bent knee forward leg swings. So those are just a couple ideas. Um, You can always look up, Google is an amazing thing. You can always look up more dynamic stretching routines for pre-running. There's actually a couple of YouTube videos that I like quite a bit before I'm going to do long distance running. Um, And they're like eight, between eight and 12 or 15 minutes is all. And um, they're awesome. That's not bad. Yeah. It's, it's pretty great. I mean, it's it's definitely worth the 10 minutes, in my opinion, to get your body warm before you go, because otherwise your feet are going to feel like shit. Oh, yeah. Your knees are going to feel like shit. Yeah. Work on your feet, too. Make sure you're stretching oh, your yeah. feet. That's really, really important. And I feel like even though we know that we run on our feet, we still neglect our feet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that ankle mobility yeah. is super important. Oh, God, like, yes. I literally just did what I would do before pre-run and my ankle all all the way cracked. I don't know if it, my mic picked it up, but it was really loud. I couldn't hear it from over here, but no. Um, yeah, you want to make sure that your, your feet and your ankles, that's the foundation of every movement your body does. You really yeah. need to make sure that you take care of your feet. Yeah. Um, so once you're done with your run, then you can think about static stretching. When we talk about static stretching, that'll be holds. Yeah. So this is going to help. Yeah. Some, you know, the hamstrings, the ones that everybody thinks they should do before a workout. Right. Are actually the ones you should do at the end of a workout. Yeah. Yep. Um, so this helps your muscles chill out a little bit post run. It will help you flush some of that lactic acid a little bit. Uh, it's also a great time to just see how flexible you are because mm-hmm. your muscles work better when they're warm. Yeah. So if you're they're really more pliable, frust- yeah, if you're really frustrated that you're not flexible, you'd be surprised yeah. how far you can move, how far your muscles can move once they're actually warm. Yeah. This it's is the problem. <laughs> this is the problem with with static stretching before is that your muscles are already cold. Why are you putting a cold muscle in a static stretch before? Like it's so counterintuitive. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, it's called dynamic stretching, Mm -hmm. like dynamic, it would indicate movement of some kind. Yes. And those are the kind of movements that you want to be doing before you're lifting or running or doing anything. Cause that's, those are the movements that help warm your muscles up. Yeah. And your core and all of these things like you, you want to warm up. You have to warm up your core. Spoiler alert. Your core is part of every movement you ever do. Every movement is a core exercise. Yeah. Um, so static stretch ideas, you could do like lying hamstring stretches. You can do standing quad stretch. Everybody knows what a standing quad stretch looks yeah. like. The one where you do this yeah. and you try not to fall over. Mm-hmm. Um, heel drop calf stretches, low lunge holds. You could do the IT band stretch. Uh, you could do butterflies where you put your feet, your heels or your 
the bottoms of your feet together and then you take your elbows those and you push so on your good. knees. I love those. Mm. Those are great for sexy time, by the way. Yeah, okay. Just just throwing that out there. <laughs> this is an adult podcast by adults for adults. And every now and then we're going to talk about doing it because, hey, it happens. Um, but yeah, that's really good for your hip mobility, which equates to good time. It's sexy time. Uh, you could do cross body <laughs> hip and back stretches. Those are the ones where you'll pull your leg up and then you kind of do this and you You're go across. You're doing a twist. Your, yeah, yeah, that. Um, it's really awkward to do it in a chair, but yeah, um, you could do ab stretches. You can do arm and tricep stretches. Basically you use your entire body while you're running. So make sure that you're hitting every major muscle group. Oh yeah. Um, and this is also a good time to work on any areas that might feel a little funky after your run. Yeah. Usually for me, typically it's my hips. So I make sure I do a lot of like yoga based stretching after I've done a, a long run just because I know that if I don't, I'm not going to be able to run for a little while. Um, worst. My favorite move is a pigeon on the floor, which I will not demonstrate now. But if you look it up, um, that one gets your, your hip flexors really, really good. And if you're feeling super flexible that day, kicking up that back leg that's on the floor gets both of them and your front quad of that back leg. And it feels amazing. Spicy. Yeah. I am a sadistic bastard that loves some really spicy mobility work. Oh, yes. I know that I'm going to feel good after it's done. It feels like shit while you're holding it. Fraggin, frog and dragon, where you've got your legs or you've got your arms on the floor. One foot is up. The other foot leg is back. And you're just sitting there like this. Yeah. And it hurts like a mother. But it's so, so it's so good for you. (laughs) It's so good. Most things that are good for you might hurt a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately. For sure. Uh, this one's via email. We got a question about music, which I love. I love talking about music because I'm a huge nerd when it comes to music. What's the perfect BPM for training music? Now, this isn't one that we get asked very often. So, um, first of all, Jasmine, that's a great question. And I don't say that very often, but that really, <laughs> that really is a good question. All of our questions today are really good. Yeah. This was one I wasn't expecting. Um, we've mentioned before how the perfect playlist can either make or break your workout. Mm-hmm. Um, the answer is it depends. It kind of, dif- it really depends on what you're doing. Like, are you doing yoga? You're going to want something slow that's between like 60 and 100 BPMs. Um, For a longer, slower run, you're going to want something between like 100 and 120 BPM. If you're lifting, you want something a little faster, around 130. If you're going to be doing like sprint work or if you're an established runner that can run pretty quickly, uh, you're probably going to want something 140 BPM and up depending on your tempo for the day. Do we want to tell people what BPM is? Beats per minute. (laughs) Um, Sorry, I forget that people might not know these things. Um, Beats per minute. You can pull any song off of Spotify and put that link into Google and ask it how many beats per minute a song is and Mm -hmm. it will tell you. They also have um, some pre-curated lists on Spotify that are the same beat per minute. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. Those are cool. Yeah. If you need some ideas, we have a Spotify account. You can follow some of our training playlists. Uh, We're going to be adding some new stuff to the MTK Spotify often because I'm back into making playlists. So I'll throw those up when I make them. Oh, yeah. FYI, some of them might be a little weird, but hey, (laughs) that's how I roll. (laughs) Um, We will go to our next question here. Hi, Sasha and Sadie. I just had a question for you. I was just curious on how to build up my grip strength when I lift or um, some of my wrist strength when I am doing exercises like push-ups. I noticed that my um, hands lately and my wrists have just been really sore. So any tips that you have or any tips to relieve or stretch, stretch that out would be great. Thanks. I love this question because I think that it's an, a neglected thing that we 
We constantly use our wrists or our oh, hands yeah. for anything when we're lifting or doing anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, even running, you're swinging your arms. Yeah, you use them for everything. Um, but there are quite a few things that you can do to build up that both your grip strength and your wrist strength. Um, for both, really, it's practice and reps yeah. um, is the most important thing. Like, you're not going to strengthen anything without reps and practice. Um, but to help get a little bit faster, you can do things like dead hangs. Um, or hanging on to heavy object um, in a bent over stance. Yep. Um, dead hang can be from a bar, like that you would do pull ups on. Engage your whole entire core, but that grip strength is super important yeah. in a hang like that. Um, you can also add push ups to your daily routine. Yeah, push ups um, are something you can do every day. Yeah, like for. Your wrists, like you're not going to get used to doing those movements and you're not going to push through that if you don't have the reps. Um, It doesn't have to be a lot, but you can just add a couple reps a day. Yeah. And I, speaking from personal experience, I have tiny wrists. Like I I can touch my thumb and my pinky, like all of them. Like my wrists are itty bitty. This was a huge struggle for me when I started lifting. Um, Mm -hmm. Grip strength, I will say the easiest, the fastest, the most effective way to build up your grip strength is to not use gloves. And I know that yeah. that sounds counterproductive, but gloves cause an other gloves are great when you're very, very, very first starting and you have no calluses whatsoever because that shit hurts. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, but once you're past that, try to start weaning yourself, use gloves for like the first month and then mm-hmm. try to start weaning yourself off. Cause a, you need to build those calluses B, you need to work on that grip strength. And having mm-hmm. another layer of something in between your hand and the barbell actually is going to make it harder for you to hold on to it. Yes. If you've ever tried to deadlift 200 pounds off of a floor wearing gloves, you will find it's almost fucking impossible to get a good grip on the barbell. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they serve their purpose, but use them sparingly. Right. Um, as far as, like, wrist, um, I honestly recommend using, like, a wrist strap. Mm-hmm. Especially in the beginning, if you're just starting to pick up some some heavy stuff, um, even just um, for push-ups and things like that, yep. just because it takes a little bit of the tension off of your wrist while you're building up those reps in that practice. Yeah, because you, you wrap it super tight. Um, the ones I like to buy are like a stretchy, I have a neoprene pair that are okay, mm-hmm. um, but I have like the woven cotton ones where they're stretchy and then you thumb loop it and you wrap it around and then it Velcros and you tuck the thumb loop. Yep. I and too. they go to about like, I don't know, probably the, the lower bottom of hand, part of your hand. Yeah. So it helps move some of that onto the bottom of your hand, which is good because then you have that base as well. Yes. Um, yep. Anything with your wrists, especially if you're going to be doing overhead stuff and you don't have a lot of wrist strength right now, you will want to wrap them because oh, yeah. that will feel terrible. Yeah. Um, and honestly, even things like um, the front rack position, mm-hmm. when you've got the yes. barbell across the front of your shoulders and your your wrists need to be all the way up and yeah. back. Yeah, um, they need to be, like your fingers should be touching your shoulders. Yes. Your wrists should be yep. so and far back. And it should just yeah. be, you know, fingertips. Yeah. Um, but that is really difficult to do with any weight for anybody really. Um, mm-hmm. but wrist straps really help with that. And then once you've got some reps and some practice, um, just, it's kind of almost like breaking your wrists in, I want to say, um, cause it's a movement that you're not really used to doing. Yeah. I mean, it's just like doing the hyper extensions with your shoulders. Yeah. Like I never used to be able to take a band and throw my hands all the way behind my back. Right. Um, another thing with wrists too, when you are doing front rack stuff, um, if you have like a PVC pipe or a broomstick or anything, uh, one that we used to do a lot was just the front rack hold. So you yes. take the PVC pipe and you you loop it 
I don't remember exactly how you put it through and then you stick it on something and you make sure it's higher so that it pulls your arm. Yeah. Um, but even, even if you're not going to be doing like front rack, Mm -hmm. um, lunges or squats or anything like that, even just having a PVC pipe helps a lot just to like bend that wrist back. Uh Um, and there's a, a lot of, a ton of mobility stuff that you can do with stretches, like the hand stretch, um, we can link a couple of our favorite videos um, in the show notes yes. on the website. Hello or uh, hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com if you have any questions, but meatheadtestkitchen.com. Um, but just, you know, working on some of that mobility stuff, you could do yoga. Yeah. A lot of those holds require you to use your wrists. Yep. Um, but any, any kind of like the smaller bands too, you can do yeah. some mobility work with those bands. And even this, this is yep. a tried and true, just the ball your hands together and rotate them around to get your wrist warm. Even that for like 30 seconds before you start oh, yeah. your workout helps a ton. Yeah. There's a ton of stuff that you can do. It's really what it comes down to is practice and reps. Yes. Um, and we can, all of this stuff will be in the show notes to reference back to you, but just practice and reps, baby. That's, that's a lot of it, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry, it's going to take time and it's going to take practice. Yep, yep. Um, we will go to our next question, which is from Nick. What is up, Sasha and Sadie? Since last March, I have used the pandemic as an excuse to not work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've recently started getting back in the groove and running and, and doing some at-home exercises. However, I have been very, very sore, especially in the, especially in the legs. What, um, what like, tips or advice do you have to prevent soreness? First, don't feel bad that you took a vacation from working out over pandemic because I've done that twice so far. Right. <laughs> like it happens. It's yeah. fine. The next thing, um, like after you're done, like don't feel guilty is mm-hmm. move. Yeah. Literally move. move. The best thing for sore muscles is movement. Like specifically for your legs, going for a longer walk um, that's somewhat challenging, like like it has a couple hills in it yeah. or something helps get the blood flowing in your legs and also um, helps stretch out your legs yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah. The next thing I would suggest <laughs> would be foam rolling, Ugh. which is painful, but it serves its purpose because it it's breaking so up that lactic acid that's built up in your legs, which is why you are sore in the first place. Yeah, it hurts. It uh, does. Real bad. It, it doesn't feel good. I'm not going to sugarcoat It hurts. That. I, I, say, I want to say it hurts good, but it doesn't even hurt good. It just hurts. I'm the person that hurts themselves as a hobby, getting tattoos and holes <laughs> pierced in my head, and foam rolling sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not fun. But you get used to it. It will help yeah. significantly. Like, you might hurt today, and it's going to hurt like a son of a bitch during the process. But like 10 minutes after, it's going to feel you great. You feel so good afterwards. Yeah. The other thing, too, is stretching. Like, I suggest yoga a ton just because I, I know from personal experience how – how good it is for making that soreness go away. And it's good for your brain too. Oh yeah. It's a good unplug for it. And you don't have to do very long. There's again, our good old pal Google and YouTube for real. Um, like they're, they've got variety. Like you can do it for five minutes. You can do it for an hour. Like, they have specific runners yoga too yes. that you can look for. Yep. Like if you, here's the beautiful thing about Google and I'm going to like, not in a weird way, I'm going to say this, but <laughs> I have Googled so many random phrases just to see if Google has the answer. And nine Mm -hmm. times out of 10, it does. Yes. So if you have a question, ask Google 
or yeah. ask us if you don't right. want to ask Google. Right. But um, it's amazing, like the wealth of information that is available at our fingertips thanks to our hand computers. Like, right. It's amazing. Awesome. But yoga, yoga, walking. Yeah, yoga, foam walking, rolling. Foam, oh, fucking foam rolling. But man. really, like I even know. if you're just doing arm swings or whatever yeah. hurts, like just movement to get that blood flowing. Or you can, you know, hand massage yourself. It's going to feel real bad at first, even when you're moving. Like, um, we start our warm-ups, and if we're doing leg day stuff, and I had previously done Olympic lifting the day before, which, spoiler alert, is always leg day. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We will get into the, there will be like four sets of a warm-up, and it's like four or five movements, and that first set feels like shit. It feels like absolute garbage. It hurts. It's ugly. But. It's awkward. <laughs> but you get through the first one, sets two, three, and four are fine. I was going to say, then the sets after that are so, like, it's almost like, it's like butter. Yeah. Like, it's way, you need those warm-up sets. But, yeah. like, just moving. Move, yeah, that's all you got to do. <laughs> just move. That's the key to just fitness in general, I feel like. Sometimes people put yeah. too much pressure on themselves to do this incredible huge thing that they saw somebody do on Instagram. No, just fucking move. Yeah. That's it. Just go for a walk. Yeah. If like, all you legit. had was 20 had, minutes to go for a walk, that's perfect. If I had a shit like leg day the day before and I'm just, my legs are wrecked, that's the first thing I'm going to do is yeah. go for a walk. I'll hop on the air bike and see if I can flush it that way. And if that doesn't work, then yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was going to say, or even like now that the weather in Nebraska is a little oh, bit nicer, going bless. for a bike ride is great because it, you, I mean, you're still using your leg muscles, but you're using them in a different way mm-hmm. and that that'll help quite a bit too. That's a great complimentary exercise, by oh, the yeah. way. If you're running, you should be riding a bike, too, because riding a bike will make your legs strong. Yeah. Super yeah, strong, especially absolutely. those Nebraska hills. Yes, yes. <laughs> Put that sucker on the 12th gear and get going. <laughs> All right, next one is an email from Rick. He says, I'm working out at home during the pandemic. Join the club, and I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> he goes, I'm bored. What can mm-hmm. I do to make dumbbells and running more exciting? Um, you can't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You're going to have to just start getting inventive with your workouts. I mean, yeah. we've been in pan- we've been doing this fucking pandemic thing for a year now. Mm. Um, so Happy 12 anniversary. <sighs> 12 months of training in your home with dumbbells can get really old oh and my I, gosh. I totally understand that. You I did, did it for, for a month, one month and, and I was you. like, Argh. right? I literally like when I could go back to the shed, I I I'm not exact. I literally hugged my barbell because I was like, I missed you so I was much. just excited I could actually touch my barbell without getting frostbite. <laughs> right. Like it was legit. I looked in my training book and I hadn't worked out since February 9th because it was just too, yeah. even in our garage, it's connected to your house. But when it's that cold, that little propane heater ain't going to keep up. Right. Like, it was, it was brutal. Um, there is an app. I don't know like what kind of workouts Rick is doing, but, um, there's a, a wad generator, uh-huh. workout of the day generator, which will pull up like random. Yeah, you can wads. just plug in whatever equipment you have and it will tell you. Yep. Um, I did, I was going to mention the wads. Um, you can do things like tempo training with your dumbbells mm-hmm. to give your muscles a new challenge. Uh, I will say this unilateral tempo training will make you a better weightlifter when it is time to get back into the gym and under the barbell. I speak yeah. from personal experience, it helps you balance all of those um Im- our bodies are so imbalanced like mm-hmm. just even even in creation like one eye is higher than the other yeah. one ear is higher than the other like your feet aren't the same size and we're just bodies are weird yeah but um when you do unilateral tempo training you're putting usually it's negative 
on the tempo. So you're putting yeah. that extra weight on the down and you just want to focus. So you're really literally focusing on one muscle and your core yeah. because your core keeps you steady. So if you have issues with posture, if you have issues with back pain, if you have any of those issues with anything stemming to your core or in your lifts, you're not looking how you want to. For me, I had a lot of problems where if I was in front rack, my body would cave because I yeah. didn't have the support here, here and down yep. to keep the barbell up. Uh, unilateral tempo training changed my weightlifting life. And that is not an exaggeration. Right. So um, that is something you can work on. Don't be afraid to dip your toe into some Metcons, wads, whatever. Um, there's a million of them out there. And while they they might look simple, chances are they'll probably kick your ass. Oh, yeah. I've had Metcons of straight just... <laughs> Just push-ups and yeah. deadlifts at 135, and I've yeah. been dead when I'm done. If you if you look at it and you're like, oh, that's not so bad, you're going to want to die by the end. I can almost guarantee you. I've come to learn that- It doesn't like, look so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> and if you want some real spicy ones, I've got a couple in my repertoire that I wrote that I can yeah. uh, give you as well. Flavor Country will beat your ass for sure. <laughs> um, learn some dumbbell cleans and snatches if you yeah. haven't already. That'll give you another set of movements to work on and perfect because they will take some time to learn. Well, and that's one thing I do want to, like, if you've been doing the same thing for this last year with just your dumbbells, I highly recommend changing up what you've been doing. Yeah. Because varying those movements is, you'll be sore again. I guarantee you. Like, constantly varied workouts are how you build upon the foundation that you already have. And that's that's why that's why I like functional fitness and CrossFit so mm -hmm. much because they change it all the time that your body is just forever like, huh? And right. my body comp has never been the way it has since I started doing that stuff. So yeah. if, if you're comfortable with those sort of movements, um, go for it. Work in some body weight movements with your lifts. Uh, you could do man makers. Yeah. Like, yeah. They do will, devil's press. Yeah, you could do those too. There's there's a million different things you can do with just your body weight and with dumbbells. Yep. Um, and those are full body movements. They are. Like you're using everything. Yeah. That's that's yeah. some cardio and some weightlifting. Uh, again, now that it's getting warmer, you could do farmer carries. They're a great choice when you mm -hmm. want to get outside and stroll around the cul-de-sac while carrying a couple of dumbbells. Right. Your neighbors will look at you like you're crazy, but whatever. It's cool. You're getting your fitness on. Dude, the old guy across the street was like, uh, one day I came out and I, I had like the 30s and I come down from my house and I went around the mailbox and came <laughs> back and I came over and... He just kind of like looked out his window and like looked at me for a second and I nodded and he was just like, hey. So like you can be that weird neighbor that's carrying the dumbbells <laughs> around. Nobody's going to care. They'll be like, no. oh, yeah, we're already the people that work Anybody out. Anybody who's garage, judging you so. for moving your body, like, like whatever. Maybe they they'll can, join you. They can kick rocks. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe you'll get somebody to join maybe you. Maybe you'll inspire you somebody. You never yeah. know. Yeah. That's sure. the best. Uh, grab a jump rope. Add that to your arsenal. That can give you another cardio option if it's raining and you don't want to go outside to run. Yeah. yeah. Jump roping is hard. Um, yes, it is. And if <laughs> really you are hard. tired of running, but you enjoy running, you can always do burpees. You could do, bur oh, <laughs> you could do burpees. You could also change up your running, too. Like, if yeah. you've been you going for interval distance, training. you can start doing intervals. You could start working on sprint work. Um, that might be something I might have to bust out. I have track spikes that I might need to get out and go take hey. a take a jaunt around the neighborhood track one of these days. You've got options, Rick. Um, if you need some more, I mean, you can always email us again. Hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com. Our next question is from Lindsay. My name's Lindsay, and my question is, what advice do you have for someone who wants to get into fitness and eating healthy but is intimidated? Oof. Yeah. I really love this question, too. And I, we spent 
and we have a whole entire episode on this. It's towards the beginning of the series. Um, I think it's like two or three. It's it's before 10. I yeah, know that. yeah, yeah. The first like 10 <laughs> episodes are set up to be like an encyclopedia. So if you're just hopping in and this is the first episode, yeah. we do an entire episode about this. Yeah. I have to look and see what it is. Hold on. And and Keep we've going. all yeah. <laughs> we've all been there too. Like everybody started on this journey at some point. And starting a journey that focuses solely on yourself is and can be really difficult. And I yeah. think that that a lot of times is why people don't stick with it because when I think a lot of people especially given every like a pandemic mm-hmm. um and everything that's happened in the last year um, it, it can be really difficult and feel selfish and foreign to focus and do something that is for you. Yes. Um, it's not a crime. I promise you. No. Um, it's, it's worth it. You're worth it. Um, and all that it requires is that you are willing to put in the time and focus on yourself. Yes. And that episode is your first day at the gym, by the yeah, way. There we go. So that came out in October. So it's, yeah, like the first... It's like the 13th episode. Okay. Well, it's after 10. I like it. Oh, no, it is the 10th episode. (laughs) I can't count. Yes. Wow. Um, I went to broadcasting school. Can you tell? (laughs) Jesus. I always suggest, um, too, that people start small. Yeah. Um, Start by just doing something like walking around the block. Um, You can start by going through YouTube or our YouTube channel. We've got a bunch. We've got a movement library. We just put up... um, uh, a new workout recently that just uses bands, yeah. um, banded workouts. Um, find something that you will stick to. Like that's super important because if you don't like it, you're not going to stick to it. And find something that you want to stick to for now, even if it's yeah. not your end goal. Like if you want to start doing CrossFit or Olympic lifting or powerlifting mm. or any of these other things that require a huge skill set and a little bit more time than what you have right now, you can yeah. always do that later. Like I started out. I started out doing beach body workouts in my basement. Yeah. The best workout is the one you'll keep doing. Yeah. Just as long as you're moving. Yeah, exactly. And and you get more comfortable as you learn how your body starts to move. The best thing about working out at home is that you can look like an uncoordinated idiot and nobody's going to know. Right. Yeah. You're at home. Because you will be uncoordinated. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, you will. And you like, will be. I think that like people are intimidated by that and like that scares a lot of people away. But oh my gosh. The first time I ever stepped, I didn't, oh my God, I didn't want to go back. I didn't because I was so embarrassed and I didn't know how to use anything the right way. And I was scared I was going to use it the wrong way. So then I didn't do half the workout I, I intended to do because I didn't know how to use it. Yeah. But YouTube again. Yeah. This episode is not sponsored by Google and YouTube, <laughs> but it is your friend. Like they have, but there are you, entire, Google, YouTube. <laughs> there are entire movement libraries out there. That's why we started building ours, just because we get it, man. Like, yeah. It's not. It's not like the most coordinated thing the first time you do a workout. Like, look up a movement. If you don't know, if you're not hundred percent sure, just look it up and mimic it. I will tell you the most embarrassing moment I've ever had in a gym before. And it doesn't involve a fart. Surprisingly, um, our music at our gym was always loud enough that I could fart freely <laughs> and nobody would ever know. Um, but one day I, we were working. Farts do happen by the oh way. My don't be God. embarrassed by those. Either. Yo, if you're squatting and a fart sneaks out. <laughs> the reason everyone looks like they're about to shit is because they're probably holding it in. I mean, when they're squatting, like, honest life advice. 
advice. Honest life advice. Always poop before leg day. Yes. Always. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Sage advice from Sadie G. Always poop before leg day. Um, so my most embarrassing moment at the gym is the only time I've ever completely eaten shit at a gym. But I felt so stupid, and afterwards it was fine. So we were doing MMA stuff. Um, one of our previous trainers, he he's a CrossFit coach. He's a weightlifting coach, but he also fights... Uh, I don't remember specifically, but he does mixed martial arts fighting. So he was teaching us how to ollie lift and teaching us how to fight because I always feel like as a woman, especially living in the fucking country we live in right now with people the way they are, you should know how to fucking defend yourself. Yeah, yeah. So um, I learned how to fight and we were doing um, the thing where you go down to your hands and you come back up. Yeah. You know, where you're trying to dodge somebody so you hit the floor. Well, I went to hit the floor and my legs didn't go. So I went from six feet almost in the air to on the floor, like, like I yeah. belly flopped onto the gym floor. Well. And it was so loud because I'm not small. Yeah. So you have that much body hit the floor. I'm sure the ground shook, one. But two, it was super loud. And it hurt so bad. It my, my lungs hurt more than my pride did at that point. But I just was like, motherfucker. And I just laid there for a second and everybody stopped and checked to make sure that I was okay. Yeah. And as soon as I was like, I'm good, my feet didn't catch me, everybody went back to what they were doing and nobody ever mentioned yeah. it again. Nobody cares that you fucked up, that right. you looked dumb for five seconds. No. We all do. And here's the other thing too, like a, a happy little reminder, like, everybody is there doing their own journey. So mm-hmm. like, keep that in mind too. And if you do have questions, you can always ask somebody if you are in a gym setting. Yeah. There's if you're not in a gym a setting and you're at home, look it up. If you still have questions, always email us. Hello yeah. at meatheadtestkitchen.com. Find us on Instagram. You can slide in our, our DMs there if you want a quicker response, probably. Yeah. I'm um, on IG all day. So, <laughs> As far as nutrition goes, we, we did a episode on this also, but... I like to suggest that people start just by tracking your food. Yep. Just for a month, write down every single thing that you eat. Because you can't know what to fix until you have an established baseline of what you're working with. Yes, exactly. Um, With a pandemic and everything else that's happened in the last year, I think it's been really easy for a lot of us to, I don't want to say lose sight, but not maybe keep as much track of what you're eating. It's mindlessly eating to be loose because yeah. you're sitting on the couch watching TV or you're stuck in your damn house every single day of your life. It's mm-hmm. easier to not pay attention to that stuff. And it is, you know, I've done the same thing. Oh like, my God. Dude, <laughs> I, am, I am back to drinking soda like I used to. Yeah. Because life is just, it's just stressful to exist right now sometimes. Oh my and gosh. Yeah. That is, I don't drink alcohol that much anymore. I don't smoke cigarettes. I drink soda. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's your vice is the <laughs> do soda. Do what you need to do. And if you slip up, don't be super hard on yourself. No. Like I am the world's biggest Have perfectionist. Grace. I'm so mean to myself. I am so fucking just rigid in particular mm-hmm. with myself that when you learn how to be graceful with yourself, oh, everything yeah. changes. Yeah. Your entire attitude changes. Oh, yeah. You're less pissed at other people because you know what? You're not mad at yourself anymore, so why should you be mad at them? Everybody right. fucks up. Everybody's like, we're all human. You're not a robot. Yeah, exactly. Like, and by writing, I really suggest, but like by writing down your food, it calls attention to what you're putting in your mouth. Yep. You're going to be hyper aware because you're going to be like, oh shit, I got to write this down. Not only what, but how much. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think just keeping track of it for like a month 
then you can start weighing it if you want to to get your portion sizes down. Yeah. Um, but just being aware of what you're putting into your mouth um, is super important. From there, I personally think the easiest way, and like we've talked about macros a lot, I think it, to, to me it makes the most sense. Um, I'm able to feel my body the proper way. Um, but it's not necessarily easy to get right away. Right. Um, and if that's not going to be your jam, I suggest focusing on eating whole foods then. Yeah. One ingredient foods, Stay, staying away as from processed shit as much as humanly possible. And if you do want processed shit, cook it at home. Yeah. Like for sure. For you can control what's in it then. Get an air fryer. If you want mm. French fries, have the French fries, air fry them. They're it's good. I just got an air fryer and it's changed oh my, my life. God. So good. Um, air fried waffle fries are life in my world right yeah. now. Uh, Sam's Club is now selling a four pound bag of Chick-fil-A style waffle fries. And they're not even trying to hide that they're going after Chick-fil-A. Like it yeah. says Southern style and the bag is red and white. <laughs> um, they also have the dill pickle chicken nuggets from Chick-fil-A Ooh. that you can nice. air fry. When you air fry food, trashy food isn't that trashy. Because mm-hmm. what makes the food super trashy nine times the out oil. of ten is the oil that they cook it in. Yep. I mean, what is in a waffle fry? It's a fucking it's potato potatoes. That they, yeah. they quick freeze and they put in a bag. And, like, all you have to do with your air fryer is spray it with cooking oil. It's like, the spray yeah. that has zero calories. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's an aerosol can and of even that, cooking spray. Sometimes you might not even have to do that. Right. Yeah. It just depends. Um. So, and then you I season mean, it however you want to, and yeah. you can't even tell the difference. No, you still can't. crispy. They taste delicious. It's awesome. Like they've get an air fryer. <laughs> oh my god, for real. We're gonna have to do an air fryer episode at some point where we share all of our like fast food hacks. I learned how to make fried pickles in the air fryer. Yeah, it's literally pickles, and you dry it, and then you dip it in egg, and then yeah. you smush breadcrumbs on it, and you throw it in the air fryer for five. Like minutes. you can still have your treats and stuff like if that. If you want Just, bar food, cook it at home. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's like my suggestion always. Like you can hack anything and make it a little healthier and you know everything that you put in it because you cooked it yourself. If if that sounds like a pain in the ass, take an hour on Sunday and prep everything, throw it in the freezer, pull it out the day that you're going to cook it and boom, there yeah, you go. Yeah, like you it. can do freezer meals um, where you just cut all the stuff up and then put it in a Ziploc or a food saver and then yeah. freeze it. And then when you're ready, you just thaw it, cut the top off and throw the stuff in the slow cooker or the Instant Pot or whatever. Yeah. It's really easy. Um, it's actually, it's a lot easier than people think it is. But I feel like a lot of times, I don't know why fitness and nutrition is like this. When somebody figures out something that works really well and that is like practical and not a giant pain in the ass, they don't want to share it with people. Have you noticed that? Um, Not really anymore just because of social media. But I think for a really long time, yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be hard. No. And that was the whole premise behind Meathead Test Kitchen, honestly, is to be able to eat more food because I love food. Right. So it's my goal to figure out how to be able to make food that tastes good, that makes you feel like you might be cheating on your diet, but you're not. Right. And you can eat more of it. It's just food. It doesn't need to be overly complicated. I know there are delicious things and and overly processed food is Mm -hmm. the America that we live in, but... It doesn't need to be any more intimidating than you make it, honestly. No. Like, we've talked about that before. Um, it really isn't that complicated. It's, and it doesn't need to be intimidating. Yeah. Girl, you got this. It, it's it's easy. Yeah. Once you find a rotation of, like, six or seven recipes that you like, yeah, you're good. Yeah. And That's you can, all you got to do. You can constantly vary those, too. Yeah, because you can switch out the proteins and the vegetables, yeah. and you can add rice, or you can do it over noodles, or 
eating like a meathead really isn't hard and the no. options really are limitless. You don't have to live on just chicken and broccoli alone. Yes. We absolutely. promise. <laughs> so don't worry about that because that won't be an issue. Thank you to everybody who sent in a question. Yeah. This is a, you guys had really good questions. Yeah. This was a good batch. Yeah. Our I last like batch was good. I, oh, yes. We've, yes. we've got, you guys are you guys smart. You guys are awesome. I like it. <laughs> Our listeners are smart. Good. We're doing, we're doing something right here. <laughs> we're proud to be a Herd at Media podcast. That lineup, holy shit. Please subscribe and rate us anywhere you stream. And when you're not keeping up with us, make sure you check out some of our friends, Ben Olivi. Uh, Hollywood Raw, Pops and Hisses, of course, Pat and JT. They're like our homies from forever ago. Mm. They're like our radio parents. Yeah, I think that's fair. I love you guys. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we also have an unbeatable deal for you if you're a Husker football fan. You can now get a three-month subscription to Hale Varsity for the price of a month. So that's only $2.99 for three months using our promo code MEATHEAD. If you've not checked out Hale Varsity before and you are a Husker sports fan, what are you doing? Yeah. You're like, missing out. They're, I'm, I'm, we are biased, but they are the best outlet for Husker sports yeah, they're in great. the state. Like, the writing is fantastic. The photography is great. Yeah. The, the layouts of the magazine, everything is just, uh. yeah. Hail Varsity gives you both the magazine and the all-premium digital content, so that's a deal you don't want to miss out on. Three months of Hail Varsity for $2.99. You can subscribe now at hailvarsity.com slash subscribe and use our code Meathead. Also, special shout out to our girl Holly from Holly's Healthy Holes. She's yeah. shipping nationwide now. Amazing. So Yay. get your donuts from Holly's Healthy Holes. Vegan, gluten free, marshmallows. Real ingredients. Yeah, ingredients you can pronounce. Amazing. Um, you can use the code Meathead Donut to save 20% on your order. That's M E A T H E A D D O N U T. So thanks. For listening. We, we love appreciate you. you guys. Hopefully I didn't pick my nose on camera while we were, I'm not used to like having people watch me while I talk. I hid behind a microphone with no like right. for so long. So this is strange concept to me, but Hey, it works. I dig it. Uh, me had test kitchen. Out. Out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.